Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Your trainer, Melanie Cole, is here to motivate and help you perform. It's time now for Train Your Body. Fewer than half of children ages 6 to 11 meet the U.S. Surgeon General's recommendations for engaging at least 60 minutes of moderate physical activity most days of the week. And one of the problems that's that's been happening around the country is that fewer children are signing up for sports and some are even dropping out of sports. I'm actually going through something right now in my own household, so I know that this is definitely the case. My guest today is Tom Ferry. He's executive director for the Aspen Institute Sports and Society Program. Welcome to the show, Tom. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with the the state of children and sports and getting activity and even including gym and and recess in schools being cut in favor of academics. It's all kind of spiraling, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's 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 clearly changing. I mean, you know, it's almost hard to get your mind around how much has changed in the course of just one generation, right? So I'm I'm 50 years old, and when I was a kid, I played sports. I played organized sports, but I you know I slipped on a uniform for the first time when I was probably eight years old, you know, and played t-ball. And today you have kids uh, in uniforms at age three, and they're playing t-ball at five and six. And they're being <clears throat> sorted out on these, you know, the travel teams by age uh, six or seven or eight. We, we sort of, you know, say, you know, sort the weak from the strong and say, okay, you're the good athletes in this sport and you're not. And and we create this sort of second-tiered kind of, you know, tiered kind of environment. And a lot of kids end up falling off shortly after that. And so it's just gotten a lot more, frankly, Darwinian at a really early age. We're less patient now in introducing sports to kids, and we're less patient in um, asking them to engage in a deep way and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, really focusing more of our resources on the very best athletes of those who are from the upper-income home. So, you know, I think all of this is at the really at the center of, uh, uh, frankly, our, our epidemic of, of physical inactivity and uh, plays a role in the obesity crisis that we have in this country. All these, you know, a, a limited number of kids being told that you are at the center of our sports system, and a whole bunch of other kids, uh, really six out of ten kids by the age of twelve, being pushed aside. You know, I absolutely know, Tom. My children both started soccer when they were three in the little uniforms. I personally was somebody who did not let them do travel because I didn't like the whole travel system here and too much at too young, you know. And now even with this AYSO, the different things, my daughter, who's a really good soccer player, fast as a little bug, wants to drop out because the drama, the things, she just isn't really happy with it. So what do we as parents do? It's a great question, right? Because parents at the end of the day have ultimate control over the youth sports system. The problem is is they don't know where to turn for solutions and where to go for answers. They don't know what good athletic development looks like. They don't know when it's appropriate to create a travel team. Uh, They don't know what kind of competition structures are going to engage kids most appropriately. Um, And they don't know where to turn when things go go wrong. I mean, they're they're kind of, um, 
you know, they're, they're, they're the group with all the power, but, you know, very little of it exercised. Or if it's exercised, it's often in the wrong kind of way. It's right, screaming at kids and, and creating all sorts. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see all the parents screaming at their kids or, or you hear them on their walk to the cars saying, you know, you could have gotten that goal. I don't know why you didn't just go around that person or yeah. why, you know, I mean, you hear all of this and it certainly would seem to be enough to make the kid want to drop out of that sport altogether. Yeah, I mean it's an irony. We call it youth sports, but at the end of the day, it's really about it's about adults, and it's just, youth sports are designed by adults for adults for adult aims. You know, um, it, you know these little league boards and, and and soccer boards, and you pick the sport. It's mostly just a bunch of parents, mostly dads, sitting around a table, you know, drawing things up and you know deciding what what their sport is going to look like in their given town. Um, and nobody ever really actually talks to the kids and says, okay, you know, what do you want? You know, what, what is it, what are your priorities? Is it playing with your friends? Is it playing against, or is it playing against the very best kids from three towns away? Um, so starting right there as a tip. Tom, because we want to give lots of tips to parents yep. yeah. about this problem. And, and you know, you you doing what you do and being the executive director of this sports and society program. So the first tip is you want the parents to actually ask the kids, what a novel idea, yep. what is it you want to do? Exactly. Because this is what, frankly, this is, I mean, we wring our hands at the video game industry. Oh, they're, you know, they're monopolizing our kids. They're sitting on the couch. But here's what the video game industry does. They talk to kids. They do research. They do focus groups. They figure out what good competition structures look like for kids. So what do they give them? They give them, they give them lots of action. They give them lots of access to the action. Yes, it's all through their thumbs. Uh, they kids can start and stop when they want. There's plenty of room for experimentation, which you can't do at you know at your local soccer game if you dribble in front of the goal with uh, uh, you know and, and try something new and, and, and someone steals and it gets punched in. And everybody yells at you. Uh, you know they they basically the video games give companies have given kids everything they want out of a sport experience. Kids they can even talk with their friends now. They can have a social experience over the uh, over the headsets. Um, they've given them everything except there's no physical activity in there. So parents need to talk to their kids. What do you want? Really, kind of listen to them. Maybe consult the research, uh, and and then encourage their their local sport bodies to to do the same. Uh, to really put the kid first, not not the parent first, but do so in a in a manner that 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 surveys kids. And you could do this. You can actually do this more structurally. And we're thinking about finding ways to do this through our program, which is, you know, uh, creating little surveys. Maybe they're preseason surveys, postseason surveys, uh, asking kids what kind of experience they, they, they want and, and, and had, and uh, giving feedback to the, you know, uh, to, to parents and, and school leaders and, and community leaders so they can say, oh, well, look, you know, uh, kids of this age group did pretty well, or they, they like this, this is what they didn't like, and using that to adjust their policies and their practices. Um, but right now it's, it's not happening. So yes, step number one, talk to your kid, <laughs> listen to your kid, listen Don't talk to your them. kids, actually take advice from the video game industry and listen to what it is your kids want to do. And we only have about a minute and a half left, but where does ability? I mean, like I said, my daughter's a good soccer player. My son just started gymnastics in high school. So it's the high school team. He's taking it seriously, but he knows he's didn't start at two years old, like gymnast. He's having fun fun with it. And his body has changed in just eight weeks. It's incredible. What do you say to parents who say, but my child is so good 
they're going to go on to get scholarships and be a pro. Yeah, not happening. It's really not happening. You know, um, you know, one of the best soccer clubs here in in private soccer clubs here in Connecticut uh, is is run by a friend of mine, and he coaches the U nine team. And what he tells the parents before every season, and these are like the best U nine players in the in in the state, really. He says, "Look, your your kid is not getting a college scholarship." And jaws drop; they can't believe that their kid is you know he's special. Look, him dribble around everybody, but they're, the scholarships are so rare, and certainly full scholarships are extremely rare. Um, so it just doesn't happen. And then they, you know, they recruit kids from overseas these days. So it's, it's really not about the college scholarship. It's about how do you engage your kid and have them love sports at the age of 25 when they're outside of your, um, you know, your umbrella and your control, but they, but they now have the love of the game and they have the physical literacy and some of the, um, you know, the ability to, to, to play well, that they can feel competent out there. If you can, if those can be the priorities, then your kids can end up in a good place. And you know what? If they are truly that special, um, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, anyway. they'll stick out. And and this is a great discussion to have. Parents listening, have this discussion with other parents that you know and coaches and your community because that's how we're going to get kids involved so that they love sports, so that they stay in shape, so that they run around on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday morning and they have a great time and they get outside. It's so good for their mind and their body. So this is a great discussion and we'll keep having it right here on Radio MD. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine. And if you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.